Yo, we're back this Thursday, May 20th, 2021. Pre-orders go live for the Worldwide Brotherhood Split, Gridiron, Despise, so many awesome tracks. Make sure to go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, whatever. Stream that shit, pre-order the record, support both bands. Head over to From Within Records, Big Cartel, northernunrest.com and show some support it's an awesome split and i love both bands and i can't wait to show love to both of them also july 24th one scene unity comp volume 2 is dropping so many awesome bands coming together again to do this awesome compilation so i can't wait for that to drop later this summer we got a little bit of new payback news today that LP is on the way, and I couldn't be any more excited about that. I love Payback. Shout out Keith, Andrew, Jake, everybody else in the band. It, it, it's going to be amazing, and I can't wait. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, go boot up your Twitter, Instagram. Hit that follow button. Stay up to date on all the awesome news. And like I always say, Support from within records because they support us. And before I get on about today's guest, by the time you're listening to this episode, at this very moment, there's a new UA album out and there's a new Promise 9 album out. So for all my K-pop stands out there, and I know some of you are a little embarrassed to admit it, but you're out there, please go support those awesome bands and their comeback. It's going to be amazing. Trust me. Trust me. But today's episode, we had to track down my good friend, Tyler Mullen. It was such a pleasure to talk to Tyler last time. And I knew that I always wanted to have him back. He's a very interesting dude. I support his bands, his art. And I just like to pick his brain and just wanted an update on how he's doing because it had been a while since we had a chance to sit down and talk. So this was a great pleasure for me to be able to sit down and talk with Tyler. So for any of you who are a fan of Year of the Knife, Gridiron, Killing Me, go support those bands. Support Tyler. He's an awesome dude. So strap in. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So without further ado, welcome Tyler Mullen to the show. Welcome, Tyler. How's it going? What's up, man? Dude, it's good. It's it's, uh, good. it's good to talk to you again. Obviously, I had you on the podcast uh, back in August, so uh, you know August twenty twenty. So it's good to be able to talk to you again. Yeah, man. I'm uh, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm a big fan of your podcast too, dude. So you know, it's good to be back, and you know, you put you've been putting a lot of work too, dude. So <laughs> it's just cool to see how far you've come. 
Yeah, no, I I appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, listening and, and paying attention. You know, I just uh, you know try my best to just stay consistent because obviously, uh, for me, this is something that I really enjoy doing. So I I just wanted to kind of put my all into it. Like once I kind of decided that I was gonna you know take it serious and you know kind of put it out there for everybody, I I didn't want to be one of those things that kind of popped up and people took interest and then just got lazy and disappeared. Yeah, I'm glad you stuck to it, man. You know, if you enjoy it and you're passionate about it, you know, you won't get exhausted from it. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's not like it it hasn't uh, felt like a chore at at any point. I always just get stoked when I reach out and people are still down to, you know, give me their time. So like, I I really appreciate people like you who are still down to come on the podcast. Yeah, dude. um, Yeah. You know, it's been a, it's been a crazy year. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's, it's, good to do things that you know just keep you uh keep you seen you know yeah it, it definitely has been uh you know like 2020 was definitely something that we were all going through for the, the the first time with like the pandemic and that whole crazy thing but i feel like we're at the point where uh we, we kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel mm. yeah it seems like that you know um a lot of like you know i don't know everything is just kind of spring is here and uh, everything is like blooming again and the sun's out and you know a lot of people are happier just to uh you know be in better weather so yeah man yeah and for (laughs) for uh obviously um you know you're you're in a band you're involved in the hardcore scene and uh you know, controversial shows have uh, happened. You know, obviously, the the one in New York, then more recently, the one in L.A., uh, yeah, w- yeah. which is like uh, crazy because I, I, I obviously didn't get to experience the one in New York, but I went to the one in L.A. and it, it was a crazy vibe. And, and I get why people are mad at me for going and, uh, you know, uh, posting about it. But um, it's like I, I, I made the choice to go and I did what yeah, I, I I did what I hope people would do is you know and I I you know hope people stayed safe afterwards, um, but it's just like I'm 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 at the point where um, I felt safe enough and um, you know I, I went by myself I didn't like go with like a whole I didn't call up all the homies and be like hey like let's roll out to the show together I just was like I understood people's positions because I I reached out to some friends and people turned me down people called me crazy for wanting to go and i i respected that and i just went out uh you know solo did my thing and then i, I went home and um i had a good time it, it was a crazy night it, it was it, it just felt surreal um from like you know Yo. going there and then experiencing it <laughs> it did man I, you know i saw a lot of the videos people shared and you know it looked like something out of like uh you know like an old movie like i, I don't know like an old la movie of just like chaos and like helicopters in the air and people shooting mortars like helicopters and there's fire and shit swat like all that like yeah it it was crazy because uh, i i i felt like i had got there late and Mm. when i rolled up there was still like a ton of people trying to find parking and i just saw you know all sorts of uh you know uh punk looking people walking the streets towards the show so I was like oh like i guess i'm not late even though i felt yeah. really late and and i and i had been warned like you know b- beforehand like you know uh how crazy those types of shows get uh, just because they're put on by certain people so i'm like, all right like uh, you know thanks for the heads up it sounds interesting i'm curious to see what it's going to be like and like you have to like uh we had to like cross over this bridge and walking through the bridge i saw like three random dudes pissing 
saw random people <laughs> spray painting and I was like, okay, this is, this is just uh, a wild yeah. already. And then it wasn't until I got under the like overpass where I was like, this just feels insane. Cause it, it, it just uh, like, you know, people were like orderly, uh, you know, just single file, just kind of like, you know, there was like two lanes, like, uh, you know, people going towards the show and people leaving and there was like random like fires, like, you know, left and right. And I was like, okay, this <laughs> feels like a movie. It, it, it just felt so like, like just like, just like chaos, but like a controlled chaos. Cause I'm um, like, everybody was there uh, fr- from what I saw and what I felt it, like everybody was just there to have a good time. Everybody was like in really good spirits. Like nobody was there to try to start beef. It, it just seemed like overall, mm-hmm. like everybody just wanted to have a good night. It's true. I think a lot of people have been waiting for that, you know, and people are, are tired and know. Uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, everyone, we all have to like sit through it. And, but yeah, I mean, like people are going to say what they want to say, but mm-hmm. you know, they're just as guilty, dude. Cause there's, you know, a lot of people, I feel like mostly everyone has gone, they've been outside, they've been around people without a mask, you know, they've been in restaurants, they've been eating out, touching things, touching, you know, keypads on credit card swipe machines and shit whatever you want to call it um you know you're exposed and you can't help it and you can't tell people shit dude people are going to do what they want to do um and it's their life and that's the way they see it dude and you know like this just goes to show like there's you know thousands of people there and like same with the brooklyn joint like that was like you know people feel like it's People feel like it's, you know, they're ready, but who knows, man? I, I guess these are the steps people have to take to, like, kind of show the government that, like, yo, like, it's people, it's people over fucking, you know, higher power. And, you know, I guess the government could kind of look at that and be like, you know, yeah, I think, I think people are ready to come back. I think people are ready to, you know, things are ready to go back to normal, but who knows, dude? No one knows. <laughs> yeah, I I live out here in California, and there's talks of uh, you know uh, maybe fully reopening uh, next month, and I'm just like, all right, like I, I I'm not opposed to it because the because yeah. we've been in this uh, pandemic setting for over a year, we have a better understanding of uh, the you know COVID nineteen now versus back when it first started when we thought it was going to kill off you know mass. Uh, you know portions of the population but it turns out like that wasn't the case and with uh, so many people out here being vaccinated like like they've even announced next month out here in orange county that they're shutting down uh the major vaccination sites just because there's so many people who have got the vaccination the numbers are so low out here that it's just not wow. needed anymore so it, it's just uh like like so for, from my perspective from living out here it's just like yeah we're like on the cusp of like it being not a serious threat anymore yeah yeah it seems like it that's the same. I mean, I mean, I don't know much about Delaware, but I've been hearing things about Philly as well. And, um, you know, there's, there, there's that there's, they're saying that people are, you know, you're allowed to the whole mask ordinance thing. You have to wear, you have to, you have to wear a mask mm-hmm. walking around and like, you know, they're, they're kind of lifting that band slowly. So, yeah, I, 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 I saw uh, Joe hardcore tweet about, uh, Philly and kind of moving in that direction that they're mm-hmm. uh I, I forget the date but that yeah that they were going to lift the like the um 
the uh, social distancing like uh, restrictions but like the masks were still going to be uh, uh, like you know you still have to wear masks but it was they're not going to think about lifting that until like 70 percent of the population or 70 percent of like the adult population out there like mm -hmm. um get vaccinated i'm not sure how they track that but i, I remember seeing that tweet this morning which i thought was uh, crazy because it's just like I, I first, you know, heard about New York going to fully reopen and then California. And now I saw the Philly things. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, like, you know, and then you look at Florida and Texas, uh, they're basically already there. And yeah. it's just like, all right, cool. Like, like, I didn't think we'd get to this point. It just seems like it's been forever since the, the pandemic started. Um, yeah, you know, that's basically what it is. It is, you know, Philly's moving faster. Delaware, I'm not sure. Delaware is just a small place. So um i don't know and are you still uh living in delaware yeah yeah i'm still here you work okay oh so you, um, you're just like laying low not not uh keeping up with the the local news nah i don't pay attention a lot of it's uh i don't know a lot of it's like fear-mongering i feel like <laughs> mm -hmm. but shit's real shit is out there man yeah it's uh um it's a yeah, weird situation yeah. But yeah, dude. obviously, uh, you sing for a, a band year of the knife and uh, you got announced that you guys were putting a track on the one scene unity comp volume two, which I was yeah. uh, stoked to see. Uh, and, um, as far as I know that that song's already recorded. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we recorded with, um, Len, Len Carmichael out of Jersey. He like, he did like a Queensway record. He's done a bunch of lifeless stuff. Um, Real, real good dude. Good stuff. Uh, that the thing that Sonny's always posting with bands, like live bands, and he goes in the studio. That's that's Len's studio. And you guys did a set there. Yeah, yeah. And last probably around this now around March, last March. You know, it was cool. <laughs> I fucking blew my voice. Yeah, oh I feel like you, I, you guys were pretty early on with that uh, live set because I, I I remember like Code Orange did it. And then mm. shortly after you guys went and did that, and I was like, "All right, this is this is actually cool." I, I like that opened my eyes and seeing uh, you know uh, Sonny and um, his production levels. Like, All right, yeah, this is something that can be entertaining. Yeah, it's uh, he's still doing it, man, and he and he's been he's been putting on like a lot of a lot of interesting bands. Like the past two bands I've seen him do are these crazy, like kind of like I don't even know, like I would just say screamo bands, you know, in the vein of it, but pretty awesome yeah um, yeah I, I i checked out that video with that band from uh were they from columbus or cincinnati uh, yeah dude i want to i want to find the name of them they're uh yeah i think there's like hazing over i, I i'm drawing a blank right now yeah guys. but but, but, I, but killed it, man. yeah I, I i did watch that set and that's one thing that i respect about sunny even though he has like this uh you know uh, gigantic platform where he uh, works with a lot of like the you know bigger bands in the scene um he'll bring in a band like that that's um, lesser known and try to put them on and i i, I think that's uh, you know awesome and uh, you know really important for you know people like him who have like a big platform to to do to still try to put on for these uh, you know um, up-and-coming bands it's yeah it's a perfect platform for it dude yeah. and i mean it just seems like i've been thinking a lot about this but how how so much uh how much so how much how much is changing? I cannot talk uh, digitally. You know, like everything is just everything. Everything dude, is on the internet now. Like everything's on Instagram, and like you know, the stream. Everything with streaming now. Like 
I guess I'm trying to get to the way uh, things are being exposed, bands are being exposed. And, and a lot of it's just through, you know, Sonny. Sonny is a big platform, dude. Going back to um, before I had to jump off, uh, we were talking about, um, or you were talking about like the, the digital space. And I find that really interesting because I, I just did a podcast yesterday with this, uh, with this local band and they're um, pretty interesting. And mm. uh, they have a TikTok, which I thought was, uh, you know, pretty uh, um, interesting to me because I, I thought about it. And I was like, I don't know of any other band that um, posts about their TikTok or advertise that they even have a TikTok. And I was like, uh, that's interesting. But I was like, I, I guess it's smart, too, because uh, I guess the more you're out there, the more chances of people discovering your music or your art. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea, you know. Um but yeah, dude, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard any band that's kind of going to TikTok yet. And, I mean, that's probably going to be the, the direction everyone goes to, uh, grows toward. So, yeah, because because um, I know so many people who love memes and obviously people watch like those Instagram reels and stuff. So uh, <laughs> uh, and, and TikTok has been around. So I, I'm just surprised that it um, it hasn't gotten that big in like the hardcore scene that I'm aware of at this point. Yeah, I guess that's what it was like, you know, the transition from Facebook to Instagram when everybody was using Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, Twitter to Instagram. And then one thing dies off and goes, you know, TikTok is the next thing. So especially for like, you know, younger generations and stuff. Yeah, I, I find it pretty interesting. Uh, do you ever see uh, your band or any of your bands, um, you know, actually moving to TikTok and pushing that? Um. I think I've like seen the way it works. I don't have one. Um, mm -hmm. It seems scary, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think you, what you can just look it up. Like it's a text or a hashtag or something. And um, I think there's kids that have like used, you know, blue lies or something in the background and, you know, they're just uh, doing whatever <laughs> on the video, but they've used like the song, you're the nice songs. And, it's tight, dude. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not super savvy when it comes to TikTok. Like, I'll go and like seek out certain users, and mm -hmm. then uh, you know I'll kind of just scroll through their feed and see if I find any videos interesting, and then I'll, I'll just leave because like, cause I don't want to go and like because like, I I've tried to kind of scroll through like the the main feed, but it's just a lot of nonsense that I don't really care about. And, and I get that it's, <laughs> it's like entertaining for a lot of people, so like you know, that's why it's so popular. But like when I'm there, I'm just like, all right, like. I don't find a lot of this interesting. And then also I know that I could probably waste a lot of time there. So I'm just like, right, I got to be a little more productive. Dude, seriously, laying in bed, you'll kill a whole hour, like so quickly doing that, you know? Yeah. And just wasting time. And like, it's cool. You know, maybe like later in the day when you don't have anything going on. But uh, yeah, if you got shit to do, dude, just stay away. <laughs> just stay away from that stuff, man. Yeah, because because yeah. sometimes it, it, it's so easy just to be like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll put that important thing off just for a little bit longer, but then it's just like, mm -hmm. oh no, like you just got to go and tackle it and get it done, and then you'll feel like like a lot better instead of because uh, sometimes I'll, I'll like find myself in that position where I'm like, oh shit, this is like last minute type shit where I I was like, um, you know, kind of on a deadline and I kind of just uh waited way longer than I should have and I'm just like you know stressed and like rushing and making mistakes so it's just like all right I, I need to just kind of get on it right away and just not waste any time yeah you just like end up deleting the app off your phone you know 
keeping your account but like you know whenever you need to get to it you just use like safari or something just get on the internet like on an actual browser to get to instagram so, yeah yeah but uh so as far as uh, year of the knife being on the one scene you need comp volume two uh i was curious how did that uh you know, go down how'd you guys end up on the comp uh carter asked us man uh carter's always you know carter's always been there man and uh it's been a minute since we did anything you know we put out internal incarceration and then i think carter just texted me you know one thing led to another and you know we wanted to record try something new um and uh brandon started writing then they you know everyone started to get together and then uh got a song done in, in like three weeks you know it was a pretty short late notice and then i think we got we got it recorded and did everything by like april 1st and then got it mastered and sent it to carter so um yeah, it's uh, that's pretty much it, dude. It's it's. I'm stoked to see it because the ro- the roster for this one seems a little bit more like metallic and you know harder. So um, I forget the names on it, but yeah, dude. It, it, it's uh, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a good one, man. And uh, that the three week process uh, for that one song is that like a, a normal time frame for writing for you guys, or is that on, on the quicker side yeah um i mean we could write a song in a day we really like got our gears going you know mm-hmm. or a week you know it's always good to take time on your stuff but uh yeah usually we get a song shorter done shorter than three weeks i think you know i think it was about three weeks man but uh you know vocals are always the last thing so it you know it takes <laughs> it takes a little bit more time for me to, to, uh, to get it done as well. So, but yeah, it's, um, it's more fast, you know, it's pissed. It's pretty year of the knife. <laughs> there's wow. a, um, th- sorry, there's a, um, a sample in the beginning that we put of, uh, there's a kid who went to like some protest at this like righteous Christian dude. And he was protesting, something dude and mm-hmm. this kid he was wearing a year of the knife hat and you know uh this this protester dude he this christian dude he was like he's a year of the knife what's that he's like it's a band <laughs> and he's like he's like oh like a metal band he's like yeah he's like uh like sex pistols and he's like sure he's like well sex pistols are going to hell rage against the machines going to hell and year of the knife's going to hell <laughs> It was like, yeah, you know, we gotta, we have to use that. So we put it in the beginning of the song. And yeah, man, it sounded, sounded pretty. It came out pretty cool. That's wild. I, I did see that tweet, and I, I, I'd watched that video, and I, I was just so curious, like, like how did that, uh, you know, uh, fan with the hat end up there? And, and it's crazy yeah. because you know, you, you, you're in this band, and you create these uh, pieces of merch, but you never really know where they're going to end up or, you know, who's going to wear them and bring them where. So to, to kind of just capture that moment, it was just uh, pretty crazy. It's pretty funny. Yeah. You never know. I don't really think about how the name like affects people until they see it. Like year of the knife. It's like, Oh, it's a funny name. Like, knife in it. And, but uh, yeah, the, the kid had just gone 
I don't know what that dude was protesting, but th- these these kids showed up, and you know it happened to be him as well. And he was wearing a year than my fat. That uh, people are crazy, man. People are psycho. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I was trying to read that the the big sign that the guy was holding, but it was like at an angle, so I'm like, ah, I can't really read it clearly. So I was just like. This is this is just I I just enjoyed it for what it was that this like random guy protesting and just happened to mention uh, your band name. I'm like, this is this is, you know, one of those moments <laughs> where like, you know, uh, a, a hardcore band just kind of, you know, gets mentioned in these crazy videos. So it's, uh, you know, it was pretty funny. It, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I feel like most of those type of. Um, a lot of those protesters, they're like they're just these crazy uh, God fearing people like righteous you know and they they, the most of the signs are like repent for your sin you know repent for your sins or you're going to hell Mm -hmm. it's like you're going straight to hell and i don't know what kind of like you know branch of religion that is but uh it just it's it's extreme man it's militant for sure I, I just out here there's like some people who'll be like on the the corner with like a megaphone and like these mm-hmm. like bright yellow signs and I, I just imagine like they just kind of answered like a Craigslist ad like hey uh, here's a you know like a part-time gig make some quick yeah. money or something because <laughs> I I look at that and I'm just like driving I'm like who if like their like right mind would want to actually like spend like their personal time out here doing this it's like the dude who gets hired to like flip the sign yeah yeah like text yeah, you know, attack whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're like doing those, those like you know flip tricks and stuff. I'm like, yeah, like that that dude's getting paid, and I just feel like those people with them like the those uh, you know uh, religious signs and the megaphones. I'm like, those have to be getting paid. Like, there's no way. Like, th- yeah, yeah I, I just see that. I'm like, this, or maybe it's just me because when I, when I have free time, I'm gonna you know not want to be on like the side of the road screaming at people. I want to go and like do something way more fun. Yeah, more way more productive, I guess. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea, but but that that that's that, that's cool. And thank you for sharing that you use that sample uh, for that that track on the compilation. I'm I'm stoked on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's a pretty random song, dude. Like, uh, like lyrical wise, it has nothing to do. It doesn't really relate with that with that guy's like speech. Mm-hmm. It's more I, I don't know. I just named it Dead at Twenty Nine. And it's just like a bunch of uh, scattered thoughts that, you know, angry thoughts of just uh, depression. <laughs> That's it. So that, yeah. that seems like a pretty specific number. 29. Yeah. Is yeah. That- it's just, it's just money. It's just how old I am. 29. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's, uh, it's just an exaggeration. That's all. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah. are are you are you doing okay mentally? Yeah, because you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I I just uh, want to ask because obviously if you're gonna bring that up, I, to me it, it, it sounds kind of heavy. So I, I just you know want to make sure you, you're you're doing okay, or if you're not, we can talk about it. No, it's uh, it's uh, you know, we all go through like certain little uh, little little kicks, man. But mm-hmm. you know, you always pull through. You can't let like one little bad, bad day damper the rest of your day. I feel like it's a, uh, you just know it's going to get better. So, yeah. but if it's like long-term shit, you know, I, I feel like uh, people should, should, you know, reach out for help if it's always, you know, long-term, but 
if it's like inconsistent days of just emotional turmoil or like sadness, depression, you know, it's like, yeah, talk to somebody, man. There's nothing wrong with getting therapy, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I feel like this podcast is like my therapy just because I I get to talk to so many different people just about different stuff. It, 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 it's, uh, you know, surprisingly like, like something that just is like very soothing for me. Because uh, I, I feel like I'm that guy that wants to um, you know pick up the phone and call somebody and talk versus you know sending a, a bunch of texts back and forth, which is which is fine because I get it. Like not everybody likes to talk on the phone, but it's just like uh, for me w- when I get get a chance or you know somebody will call me or I'll call them and just to you know just to have just a, like a real conversation. That's just like something that I think is like really awesome and something that I that I love doing. So the fact that I, I get mm. to do it um, weekly with uh you know people that, that i know or people that i've talked to before but even uh, you know uh, instances where i talk to like people that i've never even had any conversation with it's just something that i find really enjoyable so i, I think that like helps me out a lot because um I, honestly like i i spend a lot of time alone throughout like the week you know because I, I i work a lot and then i uh, you know have some hobbies that not my not all my friends are into so you know i definitely just step outside and have to do these things on my own because i actually enjoy them and uh, whether I have to do it alone or uh, with the friends that do like them, it's like, like yeah. I, I, I have to do it to, you know, to please myself. Human interaction, you know, it's, it makes you feel good, dude. People need people, man. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you like spent, you know, you chill in like isolation, dude. I, I feel like, and then you see your friends after like a week or two, you're like, damn, like this is really what I survive off of most of the time is like, my friends you know they keep me in check you know they 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 remind me of who i am because you just lose yourself when it's just you alone you know all the time you you hang out with people and like like, yeah this is what it is and that's that and that even goes into music hardcore community like all that shit it's uh it brings you back to yourself you know it does so yeah, but having this platform, dude, is, is perfect. You get to meet like all different walks of life and um, just see what people are interested in and what they don't like, and you know, just who they are. So yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, and even yeah. for you, like I, I had seen you, you know, perform with your band, uh, you know, numerous times, and then I, you know, obviously we end up having like a bunch of mutual friends and then eventually having you on the podcast, it's uh, cool to actually get to speak to you and talk to you and call you a friend. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, uh, it's pretty interesting how, uh, you really think about like FaceTiming and, and zoom and all this, like this digital uh, interaction, you know, it really is, uh, it's, it's interesting, dude. So I, I hope to like, uh, when we get out to California again, if we tour again, you know, we can like cut it up and shit and chill. So yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. You guys make it back out here. It'll definitely happen. I, yeah. uh, you know, I think so too. And my dream is to go to, uh, you know, one of those, uh, Bob Wilson, uh, unity barbecues, uh, you know, there's yeah. only been one, the second one couldn't happen, obviously, but I hope uh, he continues that. And that, that's something that I would like love to go and uh, experience just because of uh, like, you know, the, the, the whole meaning behind the, the show, just like, you know, to bring the whole scene together and just like the, the vibe of, uh, you know, caring about the first one and just talking to everybody about like their like own experiences there and like from their like different perspectives. And it just sounded like a really awesome time. So that's like something that I'm like really looking forward to. Yeah, 
Yeah, man, I think uh, I think he'll do another one. You know, Bob is that's what makes Bob's like clock wind. You know, like he he's uh he's all in, dude. He's all you know. A lot of people owe owe it, owe it to him for keeping it tight and keeping shit relevant. And you know, if it wasn't for people like that. Uh, there'd be no reason for you to be brought together with your friends or to, to know about new bands. And, you know, so he, you know, he puts on a lot of shows just for the love of music, you know? So, oh yeah. Yeah. He will, dude. I, I think he'll, he'll do another one. So I'm sure you'll want to fly out and check it out. Yeah. And Bob's one of those people that I, uh, you know, I had admired him for a long time just because I was a fan of, uh, you know, like his older bands, like Mother of Mercy, Beware. Mm. Um, but then, you know, getting to know him and then I'm um, being making it out to um, FYA, I was just like, wow, this guy, uh, you know, he has like great perspective and the fact that he's willing to work so hard for the scene, um, obviously not only in his like um, area where he lives, but then, you know, throwing that fest in Florida, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, very awesome. And uh, people like That's him. Work. Yeah. Yeah. So, so people like him, I, I like, you know, like admire and appreciate that i get to you know interact with like you know like in real time during like you know these like legendary moments yeah because if you think about it dude i don't know like 20 years from now you're gonna be like holy shit like uh, you know i was a part of that and uh someone like bob is uh you know was around at that time and putting those things together and dude i mean it's a lot of work and it goes back to in the beginning when I was saying it's like, dude, if you're just passionate about it, you know, you know, you never really think of it as putting in work. You just enjoy everything of it, you know. Yeah, and it things just kind of uh, work out in their own weird way. Which yeah, I, yeah, yeah, w- w- which I always find is interesting because I, uh, uh, you know, just going to shows and uh, just kind of being around for so long, uh, you're just like, wow, I can't believe like this thing is like, you know existing so consistently like just around the world with people you know caring that much starting bands zines podcasts booking shows booking tours just it's it's crazy it's cool yeah it's 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 hard at first man because like i i wonder what other people have been thinking about like i've talked to some friends but you know but what COVID has done to to shows and any entertainment thing you know and Mm -hmm. yeah at times it gets really hopeless, you know, it got, it got really like, you know, where, where are we? Who are we? Like, you know, what the fuck are we doing anymore? What happened to music? And and it it just, it seems like sad, but like now as of recently in the past month or two, it's like, it starts to click back again, you know, and you see what it's like to when you don't have shows or like anything like this, uh, human interaction for like a year it's it's weird it's such a weird feeling yeah so. people have grown hungry for it man like being at that being at that show on saturday it, it, it was crazy like, i i remember i was walking through the crowd and some guy grabbed me and like i, I looked at him i'm like who the fuck is this guy touching me you know just some random dude <laughs> and um he he just he he just seemed so happy he grabbed me and he looked so happy and he just yelled like fuck the authority 
Am I right? And I was like, kind of looked yeah, around. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fuck the authority. I was like, sure. <laughs> uh, but I, I had no idea who this guy was. He just was just, I guess, felt compelled to grab me and uh, scream that. But I was like, all right, this is like, this is crazy, but it's cool because um, he just seemed so happy and just looking around. Everybody was just so psyched to to be out and like, and it was like this underground, um, you know, not legal thing. And everybody was just kind of there just to have fun. And uh, you know, pe- people. Uh, there were people wearing masks uh, nobody cared nobody shamed them it's just like everybody was just like yeah come out do your thing be comfortable like we're all just here to to have fun right yeah who played that uh, um i know was it alpha and omega and uh is it section hate section hate yeah section hate was it just two bands or were there no, no, it, it was like a mixed bill um if, if i'm being honest i just saw those two because i got there late okay. but the, but there's some other um acts uh that uh, i guess were like popular in like the the punk scene and um there was like uh, some different genres uh, there was like a lot of like the the crowd was so like uh, mixed it, it was uh so cool to see that everybody kind of just got along everybody was just there like i said to just have fun and just you know be around people it, it, it was yeah yeah and it, it, it definitely exceeded my expectations because uh i i i knew people were going to roll out but i didn't know like that many people were going to roll out and just like being down where the like actual show was and then like looking up at like the overpass and seeing people um like hanging on like the fences and like people just like sitting on like just the overpass watching from like way up top uh just to get like a different perspective and i was like this is crazy and yeah it is cool man yeah and i i, I- like i'm assuming this is like a normal thing because i because they did a show saturday and they also did another show on sunday so i saw videos from the sunday show and Mm -hmm. same thing they were um, it was a different location but uh same thing they were shooting off like a bunch of like mortars and stuff and i'm like wow like do these guys come with like pyrotechnics and they know that this is what they're going to do all night because uh, they were shooting like they were just setting them up in the crowd like i didn't um like i heard it walking up but once I got into the crowd, like like literally like one of the uh, stations was like to my right, like, you know, like maybe four or five feet to my right. And they were just lighting them off. And it, it was it was crazy. I love that. I love like, I don't know, I mean, just chaos, you know, just to see like people's like primitive um, state, like the human, like the human, like primitive state like it's people just turning into animals you know like it's uh it's fucking crazy and to see photos and videos of that stuff it was just like that is like people revolting and you just see what everyone is capable of and and police showing up and like and helicopters and shit like it's yeah that that brought that brought authority to an underworld and like damn i wonder what the fuck they thought you know like damn this is pretty scary <laughs> yeah and uh yeah like it, it, there were laws broken but we weren't like out there to like you know cause damage or to hurt anybody we were yeah. literally just there trying to just do our own thing right yeah uh, and uh, and that, that's what i think a lot of people are, are are missing who are directing like a lot of hate towards the event and for anybody who went and it's just like yeah i like I, I'm not going to try to convince you not to be upset. That's fine. You want to be mad and uh, upset, but just like, you know, just got to get just some perspective on it. It was more, it was like a celebration almost, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I feel like people, you know, it's crazy because there was the East coast one and then there's West coast. And, you know, that, I don't know if they got inspired from that or just like, fuck it. Like, let's just do our own thing. Um, but yeah, it was just like, yeah, I, we had to like liberate our souls, you know, free our souls. Yeah. And just, 
being caged. <laughs> and for, for for people who are saying, oh, it's like too soon for shows to come back. I'm like, dude, th- it can't be stopped. Like once the the Madball stuff happened, right? Because they, they they played like a string of shows, right? They, they, they announced like that Rhode Island show that sold out in like a minute. And then they, oh, shit. Then they did that New York show and then Sheer Terror yeah. played. And it's just like, like it, we're at the point where like they're happening. And then there's like, you know, that Australian band announced a show. The Chisel announced a show out in the UK. Mm. So it's just like these things are happening and, and not like as frequent as it was before the pandemic. But it's just like, yeah, we're at the point now where it's it's um, uh, gone to a point where it's safe enough to for them to happen. Obviously, it's not like 100 percent safe, but it's safe enough for these things to, to, to happen at some sort of capacity. So it's just like it, it's this thing that can't be stopped. Like it, it's already started. And granted, not everybody is going to feel comfortable going back. And that's totally fine. But like mm-hmm. shows are back. And it probably wasn't the way we all expected because obviously, like in my mind, I had like, uh, like I had imagined there would be some you know dream local show just to kind of kick things off. But it's just like no, that, that that's just not how it, it happened. And um, you know, uh, in my mind, it started with Madball, and then now I went to the LA one, and it's just now at this point, it's like, all right, cool. Like, when's the next one? Like, what's going to happen next? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like when are shows coming back? It's like no, they're already here. Yeah, it's slowly growing. And uh, you know, I don't know. It's like. I don't know. I, I guess it is getting better, even with the vaccine and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people people are a little bit more trustworthy. People are a little bit more like confident that things are are you know being normalized again. And you know, there's just going to be a lot of shame from people who are just as just as guilty. Yeah, and, uh, it sucks, man. Because you. you I get really wrapped up in, and I, I want to understand why people act this way. Like why people um, always have something to say and they never shut up. And it's just something I feel that is deeply uh, mirrored. You know, they're just as like, just as fucking guilty. And then that's what I was saying earlier. Like, dude, people are going to do what they want to do. And yeah, I know like, uh, keeping the awareness out there and, and speaking about it, you know, um, and to educate people. But like through time, it's just like people are confident that they're getting better, dude. That you know, COVID, COVID will disappear, and you know, things will get better. I just, it's, it's a slow process. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. a fucking sorry for ranting. Wow, no, no. I just sound like a crazy scientist. No, no, it's totally fine. No, I, I, I get it. Like, dude, I, I spent all of 2020 feeling like I was being, you know, chased by this invisible monster called COVID. You know, worrying about it left and right, and then, yeah, uh, yeah and then bro. I, I got it, and earlier this year and uh weirdly enough it it felt like like a sense of relief after i got on right cool like i got it i I have like you know the antibody so i'm a little bit uh you know uh, stronger to fight it now and i was like cool like i don't have to stress as much as i did before about getting it because i I got it i beat it and and like i i haven't changed like i still do the same things that i did before to stay safe i'm not out there you know mingling or um, you know calling up everybody to come hang out it's like no like i i still see the same friends that i did before and i i'm still like low-key you know minus going to that crazy show but 
other than that, it's like, yeah, like I, uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to not have to like live in fear about uh, dying from this thing that I've already beat. And I'm confident that if I, if I got it again, rare chance, if I yeah. got it again, like I, I, I would be fine because, uh, you know, uh, health wise, like, and this is obviously I'm speaking for myself, but health wise, I'm, I'm like healthy enough because I, I beat it the first time and my health has only gotten better since then. So it's just like, I'm like not worried about it like I was before, especially since we know more about it. And since there's vaccines and there's so many more people who are kind of in the same position that I am that are uh, way more like resilient against it. Did you, did you get COVID? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did. You did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it was insane, dude. Like I, and I, I, I assume I got it from like while I was out at work. Cause uh, like I said, like I, I don't do much besides work and go to like the record store, but um, like no bars, no parties or anything like that. So I, I assume I got it at work and I was down for like a week and a half and, uh, and that was it. Uh, you know, I'm like, I, I didn't get any symptoms, like no loss of taste or smell. Like the only thing that happened uh -huh. to me, it, it felt like I just had um like, it was like a mix of a fever and food poisoning. That was, that was it. And then like, like it just you know came and went in like a week and a half and i was good did you have a did you have like nausea or anything did you like throw up yeah 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 like i i, I couldn't uh, like anytime i like ate anything i would like throw it up oh, yeah so i i just drank a lot of water and ate fruit because <laughs> i was like yeah, all right that's, good, I, <laughs> that's like the only thing i felt okay Good eating because like uh, I, i'm not gonna lie like i i tried to have like pasta and just like normal food and it like I was like, yeah, this isn't this isn't good. I shouldn't be eating this kind of Same stuff because it's just like, like I I I like I would have like a loss of appetite. And I would like end up throwing it up anyway. So I'm like, all right, let me just drink water. Just like let me just kind of get by on like you know just like the bear, you know, with Middle. just yeah, just enough water, enough fruit, keep me alive. And I ate a bunch of vitamins, I, and I think that really helped out a lot. You know, just eating like just like my basic vitamins, uh, just kind of built built my like immune system back up and like i rarely get sick that was the first time i was like legitimately sick in like eight years damn yeah so it's the fucking worst man yeah it is like uh getting like nauseous and vomiting and that is like i don't know man i can't handle it it, it really like i feel like i'm good my life's gonna end <laughs> it is it, it's uh it's fucking crazy and covid's you know people i don't know everyone's have different uh symptoms the mm -hmm. different different covid symptoms you know yeah it just like, depends on who you are yeah like i i know people who still can't taste anything after having it for so long i'm like oh that's so crazy and i, I feel so lucky because yeah. like you know i like i said it, it came and went and i didn't have any of the symptoms and i'm just thankful that i can taste and i can smell and like i don't have any like you know long-term effects from it yeah, I mean, shit. I hope it comes back for people, dude. Same here. Yeah. Um, you need those. <laughs> you need your senses. You need your fucking senses, dude. I, I feel like uh, I feel like I got it, dude. I feel like the band got it too when we recorded internal incarceration. Oh wow! And, like, I think by the time like, because I spent, I was sick the entire time uh, while they were recording instrumentally, and then by the time the instrumentals had gotten done. Um, I was still sick and like by the second day of me recording vocals, um, it kind of just went away, you know, it just, I, I, dude, I showered like three times a day up there, like hot showers. I had like terrible fever dreams and just gnarly shit. And I was like stressing when you stress your body out screaming and like just pulling shit in your body. It was crazy. man. so, uh, yeah, you know, and that was last January. 
Like that was that was like early, that was before the pandemic. Yeah, the new year. And it was the sickest. It was the sickest I've ever been in my life, dude. It it, it was like it was very hard. It was very hard. Yeah. I just slept the whole time. You know. Well, it, it would make sense since it, it falls in that time frame where uh, like a lot of people felt like they got it. Like the end of the, like end of 2019, leading up to that you know March in 2020, like a lot of people, and and you know that was before they even knew what COVID was, before the news broke about you know this virus escaping from Wuhan. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it would make sense that if if you feel like you got it back then and you were that sick, like I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, there's I don't know, could have been anything, could have been that, but I really I don't know. I always just come back to that, like I wonder. I wonder if that was COVID. So, have you gotten Whoa. sick since then? Nah, nah, dude. I've been chilling. Like I, I feel, um, no, no crazy symptoms like that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that shit was like was COVID, and it it was like I got it so bad I just wouldn't catch it again or something. Yeah, well, I, I know it is rare for people to get it twice. Like the the, the number yeah. of people um, who've gotten it multiple times, it's like very low number. So, um, but it, bless their souls, man. That shit's fucking gnarly. Yeah, dang. Yeah, I had no idea that you were that sick. Um, while you're while you guys were recording that record. Yeah, dude, Brandon got sick too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of all of us were, dude. Um, maybe even the twins. I think Maddie. Um. I had to buy like a mister, like a like a um, one of those Vicks like humidifiers that blew like menthol and just to clear my like sinuses. Mm-hmm. It uh, it was just fucked up, man. I like I literally sat in the shower for like a half hour, like three times a day, just to like sitting on the ground like like a baby too, <laughs> like just crippled with fatigue and like crazy. It was uh. It was interesting. I had, like weird dreams of like insects and like, oh, so weird. Uh, it was cool, man. That was a good time. Just to, uh, I hope I get to, you know, appreciate it more if we do record with Kurt again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thinking back to when I had COVID, the, the, one of the craziest things was that it um, wrecked my sleeping schedule just because I had to quarantine i i couldn't go out i i wasn't working and i was just kind of just trapped at home so mm. i was just like like i like, honestly like i was a little like bummed because i'm like oh now i'm like contaminated i was so proud and happy to not have gotten it but the fact that i did get it i was like wow i feel kind of embarrassed and i feel like i failed like myself for you know getting this weird virus <laughs> so like I, I, I was a little down and I, I just slept a lot but like i slept so much that my sleep schedule was so messed up so i'd be waking up at like uh, you know, like 11 p.m. or uh, 1 a.m. and just sitting there, just not tired, but then just lacking motivation Ugh. to do anything. Like I would go and like turn on my computer and I'm like, all right, cool. I can finally knock out like these movies that I've been wanting to watch forever. And then I would start it and I would just, mm. you know, I, I would kind of just like sulk and like knowing that I was just like, wow, I'm up at this hour because I'm sick and my sleep schedule sucks and I just don't want to talk to anybody and I just like don't want to do anything. So I was just like, wow, I can't even concentrate on this movie. So like I would just try to watch the movie and fail. And then I would just go and just like literally just lay there till I fell back asleep. And it was just so whack. Your dream. Yeah. It seems like you're just dream. It just drains you. Mm-hmm. 
you know did you did you were you working from home at all or anything or just no no like uh, for for me um for, for my line of work i i actually have to go out and be on site so okay yeah so yeah. uh before i i had a quarantine yeah I, I was out there uh monday through friday for you know all of 2020. it's good though man yeah at least they didn't kill you i i know uh i know some people who have lost like parents to it and grandparents and it's fucked man yeah i had this friend she lost her mom and her sister like three days apart from it and i was just yeah and i was just like i was so surprised because that was like uh like probably like the closest person to me that i know that lost somebody to it because like uh my mom and dad got it uh, but they beat it thankfully uh but nobody in my family uh, passed away from it so yeah so just uh my friend, yeah, when uh, I, f- I found out she lost her mom and sister, like, and I knew her mom and sister. So, like, you know, to hear about them, you know, uh, you know, passing away three days apart, I was just like, so like shocked. Like, damn, that's so crazy. Yeah, I hope she's pulling through all right, though. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, that shit is devastating, dude. Cause you never think something like that small could just wipe out, like, take somebody's life. But yeah. 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 And- yeah, because it it, it's like one of those things like it, it doesn't really you know like you, you never really think it's gonna like affect you till it's like too late you're like holy shit it's like actually hitting home you know mm. yeah man it's close so you know i'm just yeah it's getting better that's all that matters it, it, I, I feel like it's getting better so you, you see less statistics yeah weaker statistics yeah so. I, I i talk about uh the, the local paper down here uh, I, I follow them on Twitter and uh, they have like this like COVID tracker. So they, they used to post daily, you know, the number of uh, new cases and the number of new deaths. And they kind of gone silent on it. And uh, last week I saw that they tweeted out, um, oh, like number of new cases, like 75. And I was like, holy shit, it hasn't been that low in forever. Because we, we, mm-hmm. I was used to seeing like, you know, 50,000 because Orange County is a you know, pretty big population out here. Giant, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so to see it as low as 75, I'm like, that's that's great. Like, I'm, I'm sorry for the 75 that got it. Um, but it, it was cool to see like, you know, just double digit numbers. No commas. Yeah, no commas. No zeros. <laughs> um, Fucking man. Yeah. Uh, we've also I mentioned Year of the Knife a, a, a couple times. Uh, you guys, you know, are on the comp, but, um, apart from that, is there any new music you guys are working on? Or are you guys still kind of laying low since you put out that uh, last record, but still haven't really been able to do much as far as playing shows with that? Yeah. Um, besides the, the, the comp track, um, we're, you know, we're going to, I feel like we're going to try for another record and, um, uh, you know, I, I just, I, we're definitely going to tour that it's, it's going to be interesting to, uh, you know, internal incarceration came out and then COVID hit like, mm-hmm. like, fuck, like, so it's going to be interesting to like, if touring does hap- happen again, it's going to be interesting to jump back and be like, Hey, we got this record. Does anybody know it? Does anybody care? Like, mm-hmm. so we're just, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's very just I don't know I don't know anything right now so but there's been talks of from everybody yeah you know or signs or hints you know like shows are coming back like yada yada so I don't know I'm 
I'm not sure if, if you can speak on it, but I'm surprised that uh, you guys haven't been in, in any talks for tours because it, it, it strikes me as like the, you know, the, the, the level that you guys are on that that's something that um, you guys have already been approached about because I'm you know, talking to people yeah. behind the scenes. I'm hearing about, yeah, like we're going to be out on the West Coast in November, like, you know, this tour is happening. Uh, you know, end of the year, and I'm just like, okay, like that's crazy. So, like, when I'm, you know, speaking to you, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, you guys don't have anything planned like that, since I know so many bands are already kind of um, looking towards like the end of the year. Is like, all right, cool. Like, I think this is when it's going to start again. Yeah, I think some people have just had have official tours like ready, mm-hmm. um, and we've had offers and stuff like that. Um, not nothing that's really pulled through just loose offers, you know, I don't mm-hmm. really, and, uh, you know, we will eventually, there's been sh- talks of shows and, you know, but just, I don't really know what's going to happen yet. So, but it's coming. Okay. So, so you, guys, you guys are just being a little more patient about it instead of just kind of uh, booking things out again that, you know, could maybe get canceled again. Yeah. Yeah definitely being patient and there's no way i mean there's no use on rushing it dude because mm. it's different for other bands because that's their livelihood yeah you know and we do this to try i guess to make it half of a livelihood but you know we we're back here at home working and, and you know can juggle to boring every once in a while so uh but yeah dude it's crazy i've seen festivals and you know tours happening and uh like i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, a- it, it, it is interesting because uh we've seen the you know singular shows happen now i'm just like all right who's like gonna be like when are they actually gonna uh, start hitting the road uh, and like, how's that going to be? And like, what's the actual vibe going to be like? Cause obviously, you know, the both, you know, two big shows that happened, uh, both have gotten a lot of hate. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, are these tours going to, you know, continue that trend and get that hate or are people going to, you know, uh, turn around and, you know, show support and be stoked that these bands are able and willing to come through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like in summer, you know, if not 2021, definitely 2022. Definitely 2022. Yeah, I, I feel like at, at that point, we make it to uh, 2022 things. Uh, I, I feel like uh, public opinion and everybody should should be okay by then, uh, like unless something crazy happens. Like I, I know there's like that, that, uh, you know, trying to launch that rocket and, uh, you know, pieces are supposed to be landing somewhere random in the world. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully, hopefully we're okay. Um, and fucking, if, I hope I see that. Yeah. So hopefully asteroid come to earth. um, we, we make it to 2022 and, uh, yeah, for sure. 2022 shows have to happen. Like I, I would be, uh, so confused if, if, at that point, especially with what we're seeing now, um, if, if things aren't, you know, uh, you know, happening by then, it, it'd be a, a real big surprise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're then they're still doing stuff. Um, Gridiron just recorded like two tracks uh, yeah. with a split we're doing with the spies from Scotland. Yeah. I had no, wait, you're in Gridiron? Yeah, yeah. A drum, a drum and gridiron. 
how come nobody told me that <laughs> that's that's honestly news to me and uh to be honest um i have been in contact with um, matt carl he, he's actually coming yeah. the, um he's coming on the podcast uh later this week to to talk oh, about yeah. to talk about that split because um yeah I, i'm so excited to talk, talk to him but wow that that is so sick <laughs> now i feel like I, i'm just so out of the loop how did i not know you, you drum for that band I don't know it's uh a lot of people just think the whole like once you go vocal you know you don't go back like you're like the vocalist of a band but you know growing up drumming and shit like that's just drumming is i'm a drummer before a vocalist like so but you know will and matt hit me up and we're just like yo like you know do you want to start a band and at first i thought it was just another thing kind of like because there's always been people that um like yo like the start of band but nothing ever happens of it you know mm -hmm. like two releases later you know so uh it's fun uh will you know will's gonna come out to delaware next month and we're gonna like write an lp and um yeah you know that's it's gonna be fun dude it's, it's gonna be cool <laughs> yeah because I, yeah, I don't think many people people like no i know i'm i'm like i'm pleasantly surprised so the the, the fact that you uh you'll mention that because i love that band and you know I, i'm always messaging matt like yo i'm trying to get some you know uh, some of that exclusive gridiron merch because you know he's posting these crazy like one-off jerseys that he's getting made and yeah uh, and I, I obviously like i love the music so um, that's why I, I always like bug him about the band so to to hear that you're a part of it you know makes me like him even more yeah it's uh it's fucking tight, man. Will is a very driven, creative person, and like I, I, I'm blown away at like his like his like talent when it comes to music structure. You know what I mean? Like he writes just catchy, cool, heavy shit, especially with NEG. You know, mm -hmm. and, uh, Carl's just a good like he, he knows how to like rap too. You know, he's got this like sort of hip hop flow to him um yeah and i hope we get to play shows too dude yeah no same yeah. I'm, I'm i'm hoping that uh, you guys do and that i get to catch you guys at some point yeah i don't know you know i i hope i feel like pain of truth is always talking about you know pain of truth wants to tour they're like yeah gridiron should play a couple shows like you know I feel like gridiron and like pain of truth go well with each other yeah yeah i i would be mad at that i'm also a big fan of pain of truth shout, yeah. out, shout out to michael and chris reaney and everybody else oh yeah band. yeah great great dudes great dudes for sure love hardcore you know <laughs> yeah no seriously um, uh like hardcore has brought me so many uh, new friends and has introduced me to so many cool people from uh, around the world with like you know great minds and it's yeah it's something that i'm always thankful for mm. yeah i agree man you gotta hold on to them yeah yeah you you mentioned drumming um, you also drummed for uh killing me i i was gonna ask you about that band because i feel like it's, it's been pretty quiet on your guys's end yeah we uh did that demo around the time COVID happened and you know we were gonna play a show we were gonna play a barbecue and uh that happened and you know i think we're gonna play shows again we've we've written a couple songs and we're trying to get to like another ep but um 
you know, every once in a while we'll get together and those dudes are younger. So, you know, they do a lot and they, you know, they're living, they're like, they're having fun, you know, skating and, and shit like that. So I, I think we're going to try to do a show soon, dude. Like, uh, try to find something, you know, those, those kids are like, uh, a part of like more like the skateboard world mm-hmm. in Delaware skate culture. And like, uh, it'd be cool to like get some, uh, you know, kids together and show like punk and hardcore. It, it, it's, it's crazy, dude. It, it really is like this past year I've seen is I I've been skating so much. Like I skate every, almost every day. And, um, you know, I see the, the, this, this like, line where you can tell that skateboarding kid like skateboarders are like i was like i wonder if i gave that kid a flyer if he would come to a show and the past year it's like damn i wish shows were a thing because like i'd be here every day hanging flyers out to people like yo check this out and like just see what comes of it you know so i it, i feel like once shows come back again I'm definitely going to be hitting like a lot more kids up like yo come to this shit you know no, that's awesome. That's uh, that, that's really important uh, to you know bring new kids in to you know see if they're interested and see if they you know click with it because uh, mm. y- you never really know uh, who's gonna be you know uh, you know um, really into it because I feel like you just gotta kind of bring them and put them in the environment and just you know show them a, a, a couple of bands and kind of just let them go off on their own and you know the, like I, I feel like it's better to to kind of just kind of guide and then um just kind of let them figure it out for themselves yeah yeah um those worlds always are pretty much together i don't know why i said there was a line mm-hmm. it's not really a line it's just like skateboarding and graffiti and fucking hardcore mainly you just punk and like all those things just mesh together and and, I, and it's it all this shit is at their fingertips now like younger kids to where like uh, I feel like punk music is just like so easy to get to now. And it's just, it's cool to see like younger kids, like getting into a band that you grew up on and you're like, and you knew that like when you were their age, you were stoked on it. Like you were fucking stoked on it. And being in Delaware, it's, it's hard because it's just a small state and there's not much kids with like diversity. It's just like you go to college or you fucking, do drugs i don't know and like uh but like you know i recently I, i've just seen a lot more kids like alternative kids like and these you know that it, it looks like they would be in the punk and hardcore and i'm just like that's cool that's cool to see like i see kids walking on the street with band shirts on and shit yeah you feel like an old head <laughs> well <laughs> the fucking old head do you ever think that you and like your group of friends with like the bands that you're in and like the other bands from your area that are going mm-hmm. on or, you know, definitely have like a hand in kind of um, like affecting the culture out there. Cause if it wasn't for you guys, you know, th- there would really be no representation, uh, you know, on a mass level, like, you know, to everybody else outside of your area. But then also there has to be some trickle down to, you know, the, the people in your area knowing about you guys or even just hearing, you know, rumblings about this band from their area. Yeah. I do think, uh, you know, there's been an, an impact and uh, uh, just, yeah, I just feel like that definitely has trickled down 
but I don't, I'll never know. And I prefer to never know. You know, I just, I just, uh, like definitely shows, you know, younger high school kids come to shows and, and they don't really know that world. And they, they come and like, all they have to do is they see is they see one or two or three bands mm-hmm. and then they go home and they're like, damn, I want to find more like this. And then they start, you know, you could just go to Spotify or anything online, YouTube. And then that just introduces them to the world of music, you know? Yeah. No, hundred percent. I uh, credit my sister for showing me, you know, terror like early on that that's like what got me hooked, like in the early two thousands and yep. you know and like yeah. that like that was it i was like all right cool uh like i i like this band like what else is out there and then you, you know kind of uh, doing some digging finding out that, th- that there was a local scene and then uh you know and then you know showing up to shows um meeting the locals and then finding out that there's people who like it just as much as i do and that are older than me and that are willing to you know let me in their car to go with them out of town to actually yeah. finally go see terror I was like, wow, like those moments, I was just like, my mind was blown in. Like, yeah, like I, I just, uh, just have always been so interested and just had this crazy love for it. Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. from those early days, even up until now, like I, I, I still love it just as much as I do like back then. And I, I, I just, uh, you know, think there's other kids out there, you know, like me, like you, who um, would like it just as much, but uh, probably aren't exposed or probably don't, doesn't even know it, it existed. Because, you know, for me, if it wasn't for my sister, um, who knows where I would be at right now, if I'm being honest. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I agree, dude. But it's the same with my brothers, man. My, my brothers got me into it. And then, you know, I'll, like I said, like they just show you, you find out about one or two bands. And you're like, damn, this is awesome. Where else can I find this? You go to like record shops, you find, you know, buy CDs, you judge a book by its cover and you're just like, I want that. And, you know, end up buying one with the underdogs. And like, <laughs> you know, that fucking dude, that's crazy. Yeah, terror, man. Terror is responsible for a lot of people getting into hardcore, dude. Yeah. You know? and, and, and like, because like I look at terror, they're like, you know, because like I look at bands like, uh, you know, like Madball agnostic front these like legendary bands who have been around for such a long time but who are still out there consistently doing shows and being active um that's like what terror is for me like on the west coast because i look at them they've been around you know like since i've gotten into hardcore like i said back in the early 2000s and they have um, you know been consistent with their career constantly putting out records uh you know being on tour playing with uh you know uh like you know bands you know crossing different genres and just being relevant for for so long and just putting out good music it's it's not an easy thing to to do to to be uh that kind of band no it's not because i don't know man you know hardcore only gets so far you can't dive into the mainstream yeah you, know, you can't sell out your your fucking style and who you are like um but you find ways to like be creative and and just have like good longevity like madball and terror like those dudes have been dudes have been around for so long especially madball dude <laughs> yeah even even with the the controversy uh yeah they they, they they put out like you know a ton of good records and just for them to you know still be a band and still care about it you know because they, they, yeah. they, they could have easily packed up years ago and, and walked away and still been looked at as a legendary band but the fact that they're so willing and wanting to to be around and be a part of it you know says a lot they're always gonna be around man until they die same with af you know Gnostic Front, like, uh, you know, I'm stoked on the this new. Uh, apparently, this new Terror record has a 
Todd Jones on it, you know, writing it, helping writing it. I hope I don't get that wrong. Oh, really? That, but, that, <laughs> I, I wanted that for so long. Yeah. And that's, you know, that dude is wrote one with the underdogs too, you know, him, Nick Jet, like a dude, just like a powerhouse, you know, just a solid fucking record, dude. Like, yeah. So, and honestly, that guy, um, uh, Todd Jones, he he doesn't miss every band that he's in, dude. <laughs> he's gnarly. Yeah, his track record, it's crazy. Yeah, he's an angry dude, man. That's yeah. it. Yeah, anger. When, when I see nails live, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking a couple couple steps back. Guys, kind of. Scary. Yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> but I get intimidated when I see when I see nails because you know when like a band's setting up and you get that like uh, you just get that like nervous stomach. You're feeling in your stomach and you're just like, oh god, like who's gonna tear my fucking head off? Like who's like you're looking around paranoid, like yeah, like you know it's gonna go off, yeah, yeah, crazy band. But honestly, that that's all. That, that's great news. Um, I I have not heard that about the um, you know uh, upcoming terror record, but I am very excited to, to hear that because I love everything yeah. that Todd Jones does. I hope I get that right, man. I uh, Scott had posted a video of them writing a new record and um had said that in a video you know so mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah we'll see what happens dude <laughs> uh, have you uh have you heard that um you heard that worn record of course i uh i i love worn i you know shout out to dan uh, he, he's been on the the, the singer uh, Dan Schultz. He's been, he's been on the podcast numerous times. Him and I, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, stay in contact like pretty regularly. Uh, yeah, but no, I I think that record's awesome. I felt like when they, uh, uh, you know, were like before uh, Human Work, I, I felt like they were a a great band. Um, but I just felt like they didn't have enough exposure. You know, they they, they came out west, played a couple shows, uh, but just like a newer band. But then I I, I don't know what it was or how, but. Uh, you know, they teamed up with from from within records and they just kind of got in front of everybody's face and, you know, they sold out the record. And I saw like a ton of people showing that um, your record love. And I was just like, this is awesome. I, I love seeing bands like that, especially like people who I'm friends with, like, you know, get like that kind of just do. Yeah. It's. I don't know. It's just like a good fucking hardcore band, man. Like just. Uh, yeah. Gives me mean, uh, vicious. Like, gives me a uh, think I care vibes. That's like yes. That's something that like it reminds me of, and that's a band that I like. You know, think is like super awesome. Yeah, think I care. Uh, sometimes I get this like Mindy Racer vibe to it. You know, mm. Mindy Racer. Um, it's a band that band called Frampton. You know, they're like a they're fucking awesome. They're like this crust punk Japanese crust punk thing. And I feel like I feel like there's a lot of like influence Fram Frampton. Yeah, that shit is hard, man. But I'll be like on the highway listening to Warren, just like gripping my fucking steering wheel, mm -hmm. running over potholes and shit. Yeah. No, that's yeah, a, yeah, it's awesome. Man. Yeah. Great band. And yeah. And just like, you know, where they're from out yeah. there and like the uh, Scranton Wilkesbury area. Like I feel like there's just something special out there. Cause there's so many great bands that have come before them and that are even from there currently. Yeah. It's the water or something. It's in the water, in the air. There's a lot of fucking awesome bands just from, you know, Wilkes Bar and Scranton and, you know, just any PA. So, uh, but yeah, there hasn't, I don't know, man, I, I have, I've been kind of falling off. Like I haven't really, 
listening to some hardcore shit, but I've just been listening to a lot of weird music. Really? Like a lot of weird music. <laughs> Okay, and um, see, and I, I never, uh, I, I feel like I can never judge someone's taste in music because obviously, like, I know what I like, and I know that not a lot of people would like what I listen to. So I, I'm always yeah. curious when, when you know, you, you describe, you know, you, you're saying you're listening to like this weird music. I'm curious, like, what have you been listening to? Uh, it's nothing too like out of the ordinary, but like, I, when my mom passed, I like, I, I had, um taking over her like her record collection and she was big into like uh a lot of motown you know just like motown and like gloria stefan and like it um other shit you know old classical rock stuff and like that's nothing out of the ordinary but like i don't know it's not like bjork fucking uh there's a band called Royal Headache. They're awesome. Fucking Royal Headache. I don't know who else I've been listening to. Ace of Bass, which is like oh, like nineties. Yeah, no, I, guilty pleasure. Gucci Bonton. Like we just reggae stuff. Prodigy. You know, like yeah. Anything I can kind of like broaden. You know, it's you know Bill Withers. Anything. Four Tops. Four Tops is like a Motown band, and I was really big on. You know? Yeah, honestly, I, I I think that's healthy. Like, obviously, uh, we both love hardcore, but we can't mm. um, ignore the um, uh, like all the other genres of music because there's so much good music out there, especially from so many different types of genres. So it's 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 always fun to kind of um, you know break out and just listen to things that um, you know uh, isn't like you know hard and heavy, but it's just like wow, like how can I vibe out this hard to like uh, you know this like different style just as hard as like you know, like the hardcore music if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you are you big on like Korean pop, dude? <laughs> I, I was gonna um you know um insert that somehow, but yes, uh, through the uh, this is like um the hobby that I picked up during the the pandemic. I I I, I you know who talked about how I, I was always aware of it, but just through the pandemic, I, I kind of started taking it like more serious. So I, yeah, I started yeah. you know just um started with like the bigger bands like uh, Twice, Blackpink, and then. Uh, started Black doing my yes. Yeah, so then I, I started doing my research and just kind of I'm um, just kind of carving out my own taste because uh, you know I, I don't like all um, K-pop but like you know I, I like a lot of it and then I, I discovered there's a a, a local K-pop store and, and and there's like a lot of stores that will like try to fool you they'll like advertise as like K-pop but it'll be like way more like makeup and uh you know uh, figurines and uh, less albums but like the one that i go to it's like the opposite it's like way more um albums and way more music um and then music. like you know yeah so like that's where i love to go because i'm like all right cool like let me go talk to the people who work there who have the knowledge and let me pick their brains on what they like and hopefully they can help me and put me onto stuff that i probably wouldn't have even heard of so yeah, so like yeah. like, and it, it's uh, this month May. It's been a full year since I've gotten into K-pop and been like a legit fan. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they do they like dominate the pop world, dude. In general, like the whole world. Like I feel like K-pop is just like. Well, it, it, it's interesting. So the majority of K-pop fans aren't even from Korea. It's all international fans, like people from yeah. the states, South America. It's it's crazy because I, I was I was like reading into it, like you know how. Um, Cause like each K-pop group has like their own, like, like their fandom gets like their own name. So like I listened to, tw uh, to twice, their fandom name is like uh, called once. 
So like everybody you know mm-hmm. who's like super into Twice, they call themselves like Onces, and that's like crazy. And like BTS, they have like um they call their fans Army, and it gets crazy. Like <laughs> like, like people go crazy, like you know, and and people try to like you know rep for their you know groups as hard as they can because they want to prove that like you know their fandom is like greater than the others and try to you know um you know prove that their group is actually like a good K-pop group. That's uh. That reminds me of like growing up like in the early 2000s, you know, late 90s, early 2000s of like Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC mm-hmm. and like Britney Spears versus like Christina Aguilera. And like, it seems like that's what's going on right now, you know? Yeah, because dude, back then, like, remember TRL? Like, people wanted to call in and vote and wanted to yeah. get their, you know, their music video to to number one on the top ten of TRL because that was like a big thing, right? Like, everybody wanted to be in that countdown and make it to the studio and perform and get that shine. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, uh, yeah, the the the, the K pop industry is uh, pretty interesting because uh, they have like, because uh, you know, like like you know, like your band's on like a record label. Um, but like out in like, uh, you know, the, the K-pop world, they they don't call them record labels. They call them like um, entertainment companies. So um, like they don't even go by like because like because it, it's like way more than just them doing music. Because like it, it's, it's weird because like they'll, they'll get these groups, whether the guys or girls, and then they'll um, there's like a formula, right? They, they, they'll, um, you know, promote a single leading up to either like the, the mini album, which is like an EP or a full length and then they'll uh, go on like a like a, a press run they'll do all the variety shows all the music shows and then they try to like you know bring in the fandom closer by being interactive on like YouTube, TikTok and then even uh, certain certain companies will have like their own like social media apps to to make it more like inclusive so it's it's it's, it's pretty crazy so so for uh, people who are, are into it, it it's it's fun but uh, when I go to the record store, I, I it's it's like like I look at a place when I'm at the record store because I'm like, you know, covered in tattoos and I'm wearing like band merch that, you know, it's no signs of K-pop. Right. People look at me and like like the people who work there know me. So it's like they know that I'm like, you know, like a real fan. But like, you know, I, I get judged by like the part timers who aren't really there, who don't like who aren't familiar with me. So they think I'm like shopping for somebody else. But I'm just like, no, like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm really here for, for, for this. Like, like I, I'm at the point where like, I can probably school you on, you know, what's going on. Um, but it's but it's been fun because I, I, I you know, d- discover these bands and, you know, some bands I'm playing catch up like, OK, cool. Like they've been out for a couple of years. Let me go dig into what they have had put out. But then there's also times now where there's like newer bands where like I'm on the ball. I'm trying to tell my friends like, hey, go check out this band. And, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I, and I'm like, you know, anticipating them to finally like release uh, music. Cause, um, for, for these bands, like, um, like not the BTS is not the black pinks or the twices, but all the other bands like under them, like no bands really have like merch. Like I can't go out and just buy, like, I, I really like this group called weekly. They don't have like a, a, like a weekly merch store where I can go buy like t-shirts or hoodies. They it's just majority just go buy the album. And yeah. it, it, it's so weird to me because I'm like, I feel like they're missing out on such a big opportunity where if they just had like a merch line with to, to like accompany these albums that they put out because they, they try to come like bands will have like their comebacks. Like they'll have like a mini album, like, you know, like twice, like like two times a year. That's like like pretty average. But mm-hmm. like a lot of these bands don't have any merch to go with it. I'm just like, somebody's dropping the ball. Like if they because I know for a fact that they put out like a hoodie or a hat or anything people would just eat that up because people are dying to have that kind of stuff it's entertainment man yeah it's crazy Entertain- that's that's crazy that you know they don't call it record labels they call it entertainment 
Yeah. It's I wish it is. Yeah. True. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's pretty interesting too, because like they like, um, cause like their record label will like, like, you know, like, all right, cool. Like we want to do this YouTube series and like, we want to like show that you, you girls or you guys are like super bonding. So like, we're going to um, put you all in like a, like a house. So you guys all live together. And it's, Damn. yeah, it's crazy. So it's just like, they do that. It's fucked up. Kinda. Yeah. So like, it, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It, it, it's like good and bad. Cause like, you know, sometimes like you'll see like the, the members like tweeting, like, I just want to go home. I, I miss my family. Uh, but, yeah. but it's like, oh, like, like you have to live in this house so they, they can film like this, you know, this YouTube series to keep you relevant in between albums. Cause they don't want you to go dark and then people to lose interest. So they're like, yeah, like, mm. let's just keep this YouTube series going where you guys all live together and we kind of just film random skits or we'll put you in like, you know, like a random, like, you know, situation where you, you girls will go, or guys go play like a, like a, you know, like a, um, like a game, like Price is Right or some, some crap. And they'll just like film it and put it out there, which is cool. Like, it's nice to like to to see the activity but then it's just like yeah like i just hope like mentally they're okay because like it seems like a lot of them get affected like that you know like in that way just because there's so much pressure on them it's like the real world you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and and they're all like um like like and grant like they like grow like you know like the, the majority of them like grow up like knowing like right, cool like we're gonna we're gonna be these like k-pop idols so like you know as kids they're like you know trainees and then if they get past and then like they're like late teens like early 20s in these groups and they're making like you know crazy money and they have all this fame and it's 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 like a crazy thing and also not every group is guaranteed success like a lot like there's these horror stories where people will dedicate their lives to this and then their band just sucks and nobody likes them and it's just like, yeah and then you got to go go back to normal life but it's like they don't even have a normal life because this is what they've been trying for like their whole entire life so it's 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 crazy that's a big world over there dude it's crazy yeah <laughs> and i'm dying to get out there by the way i i i've like I'm, obviously right now if you go to korea you have to quarantine for two weeks in like a government facility that you have to pay for and yeah. and I, I don't have that kind of time. So I'm like waiting. Okay. Like once the, the, um, the quarantine ban is lifted and things are better, I'll eventually make my way out there and check it out. Yeah. It'd be fun, man. I know, I know some people have been trying to get over to Japan as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw it. I'm, you guys are trying to do some international stuff. I, I saw you guys tweeting at that Japanese band. Yeah. We, I mean, we want to, we have some friends, you know, we have a, mm-hmm. a couple friends over there and, uh, we've always talked, we wanted to play Japan so bad, so bad, dude. Like, I wish we could just tour there for like two weeks, but really bands just play there for like five days, you know, and that's it. Um, but you know, probably go to Australia after be sick to go to New Zealand <laughs> after that. But damn, yeah, New Zealand, they're still living just uh, new, uh quote unquote normal life because they've been defined throughout the, uh, the majority of the pandemic holy shit really yeah th- there's this uh ufc fighter um israel adesanya um style bender mm-hmm. uh he, like i i've seen a lot of his videos of him just going to like a soccer stadium and just full of people no mass everybody's just chilling having fun because the because <laughs> it's, it's like an island so you know they, they you know close it off and like think there was like maybe like one case or something recently but they 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 kept it like you know pretty secure out there i wonder i wonder like uh what it's like 
how hard it is to get into the country, you know, like even being like a, someone who lives there and is trying to get back home to New Zealand, you know, it's uh, like if they're letting them in, you know, I, I know the, 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 the UFC fires who've um, like left and gone back. I, I think they had a quarantine for like a month. If I'm being, <sighs> if I'm being um, honest. Yeah. Cause there's like more recently there was this, uh, like famous photo of, the, of this uh, lightweight uh, Dan Hooker. He had to like see his daughter like through a fence because uh, he wasn't like allowed to leave the facility till like his quarantine time was up. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, <sighs> that is so sad. Dude. Fucking, that's kind of like camp. You know, it's like this like genocide camp. You can't like get to your fucking kids through a fence. You know, so. Uh, He's uh, he's probably back to normal with his kids, but yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by now his quarantine period's over. But yeah, there's like I don't know. Yeah, obviously, like we're dealing with the coronavirus still, but then like you know, like all over the world, there's like chaos going on. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you had a chance to watch that um, interview that uh, Hate Five Six did with uh, the, the singer of um, Carlos. Yeah, Carlos. I, I posted, yeah, uh, posted on my story earlier and I was just like, that's awesome that uh, Sonny got in contact with him and was able to, you know, put that um, interview together. Because obviously, like, I, I love his production quality and I, I thought it was, like, really awesome that he, you know, wanted to do that. Um, yeah, right before you sent me the, uh, the Zoom link, I was watching it. And uh, it's interesting, man. You know, it's good to see his, his side of the world. But um, the... Um, the exposure he's bringing to, to, you know, what's going on. And, uh, Carlos is a good dude, man. He's, uh, he's, he tat, he tattoos up in Philly. He's not too far away from here. Mm-hmm. It was like 45 minutes up the road, but, um, yeah, I, I hope there's more of that. You know, I hope there really is. I hope there's more, more of these type of, uh, specials that Sonny is doing with people because that's like that that's something totally different from what Sonny usually does you know yeah and I I feel like it's uh like something that isn't really happening in our scene which I think you know would be like uh you know pretty interesting because I I'm sure there's uh, obviously with me like you know doing the podcast I know there's um like plenty of interesting people that uh to be in that kind of setting like I do like a cool uh you know uh, you know, uh, you know, produce the interview like that. I, I think it would, uh, you know, be pretty awesome. We'll see, dude. We'll see. You know, if you can just interview people who have like interesting lives, you know, yeah, extraordinary lives, and just you know, see, you know, see what happens. I follow you on Instagram where we're Instagram friends. And I, I noticed it, it seems like you've been, uh, you know, uh, posting a lot of, about your, your art. It seems like you're getting really like heavy into that. Um, or, or I'm not sure if that's how it always is, but it seems just like you're like way more public with it. Yeah. Um, it's just something that's been a part of me since I was a kid, you know, I always, always doing weird, weird doodles and stuff and <laughs> drawing them school desks and shit <laughs> but uh i don't know i just uh it helps me man it helps it's therapeutic for me you know when i don't have anything else it's like i can just be a total weirdo and like these are the things that are inside of me 
uh, and it's it's taught me to um, let go, you know, not try to control anything. You know, when you like uh, let go of things and you you approach this like empty piece of paper or this blank canvas or whatever it is, like it's like it's not more of like what can I do with like what kind of idea do I have to do with this? It's just like I don't know. Just start doodling, and it's hard to explain, man. It really is like I don't fucking know, man. It really is hard. It's like I, I got. I can't be like, yo, I'm going to draw this square. It's like, I'm just going to follow my hands and see where it goes. And then I'm going to pick this color up and just throw it. And like, there is some sort of direction to it, but it's very, um, I try not to control myself. I just see what my brain can like pour out, you know, some of it's cool. Some of it's, pretty fucking whack and i just throw it out and um but yeah it's been good man people have shown a liking to it i'm very fortunate for it 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 has it has fueled me a little bit to see that people actually care or interested and i've sold a couple pieces um i'm doing like my first commission for my friend dave and you know it it's taking me some time there's some pressure to it but uh you know, I'm excited to to get down on it. And I encourage anyone, dude, anyone that just anybody can do art. Like the shit that I post, yeah, it's weird. And there's like these shapes and some people could never be like, I can't do that. Like I can't draw. It's like, well, neither can I. I can't draw fucking like I can't draw hyper realism things of people's faces. Like I just draw what comes to me you know anything that i've picked up along the way that was you know being a teenager and like scribbling on shit and um it's painting is therapeutic dude i I highly encourage anybody to do it even if it just doesn't make sense because it grabs some sort of focus from you and you are like present you know it's a meditation that's all it is so yeah. <laughs> and I'm curious, do you get that same kind of feeling when you're like designing a logo for a band or is that like a whole different process? Sometimes it's a different process, you know, that's more structured, but when I'm into it, um, doing the detail and like outlining the letters, like that's when I'm like, I'm like focused and I'm tunnel vision and I'll get shit done in like 15, 20 minutes, you know, to where sometimes it takes me two weeks to get something done. Um, but yeah, it kind of gives me the same thing, you know, it's cool, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's nice to get uh, a, a little different perspective on your, uh, you know, artistic abilities. Cause obviously like a, a lot of stuff that I've seen beforehand was, uh, these logos from bands. And I feel like you have like a, a certain style where like, I'll, I'll see, a logo. I'm like, oh, that looks like something, uh, you know, Tyler Mullen would have done. And I'm like, oh, and they come to find out, oh, yeah, he did do that. So it uh, makes yeah. sense. But then, you know, uh, on your Instagram, it, it seems like it's uh, like the paintings that you're posting, obviously, are just, uh, just a little like more like artsy, if, if that's a fair word to use. And yeah, yeah. it's like abstract kind of mm-hmm. weird stuff, you know. 
Yeah. I, yeah. It's good to hear, man. You know, I feel like everyone should have their own little trademark style and be like, yo, I know who that is, you know, because that's the thing with graffiti too, is like, you can always tell if somebody was to write something different from their actual name, it's like, I kind of know who did that mm-hmm. just because of uh, their style of lettering and like seeing it all the time and you know, it's a whole other different world to understand, but yeah, it's, um, this is, yeah, I feel like every single one is a little bit different than the other, um, to where doing letters and logos for people, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's more structured. There's a principle to it, you know? For sure. Yeah. Well, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool to see, you know, like I said, as me being, uh, somebody who follows you on Instagram. I, I I like to see you know th- that different side of you. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you're interested, man. Because you know, I just feel like people don't really care. I just share it anyway. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, I hope it inspires somebody. You know, I hope it inspires somebody to do what they want, and mm-hmm. just be who they want to be. It, it really is. It does. It does help with individualism. I feel like too. Like I people have a hard time with um, kind of like this digital vulnerability, if you know what I mean? Like people are afraid to post stuff and like people get uncomfortable with sharing things. And like, um, I get that a lot, but the one thing is like, you, it kind of, you have to have like this confidence now to post shit on Instagram. Like people, I, I see a lot of people be like, I feel like really bad. Like, posting something because i just want to delete it yeah i understand yeah i delete it too but something about uh painting and doing artwork and stuff that kind of gives you this individualism where like that is who you are you know you get to do what you want to do you're not following anybody else you're not copying anyone else like uh Like me talking to you now and doodling, this is just stuff that's pouring out of my subconscious. Like it's just dumb shit. Like I don't know. There's not really like anything there. It's like it's just weird. Just coming to you. No, that that, that that's interesting. But no, I, I I think it really is important for for people to just uh and and I know it's hard because I've I you know uh, talk to so many different people who I can who I know just aren't like comfortable in their own skin and it just yeah. drives me wild. I'm just like, dude not everybody's going to like you that that's something that i feel like people should just realize you know like and, and i get it like it, it's nice yeah. to, it, it's nice to be liked by people cool but you got to realize that not everybody's going to like you and that's okay but you shouldn't sacrifice yourself um just to try to please other people who realistically probably don't even care about you to begin with right so it's just like yeah just be yourself and and w- w- when i follow people on social media like i hope to get like uh, you know, like, like kind of like a, like a peek into who they are as a person. Cause I want to know who like this person is that I'm following. I'm, I'm interested to see what they post, what they're into, you know, you see if we have any, um, you know, other like stuff in common. So I'm, I, 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 I appreciate those people who just do, um, you know, just do them and, you know, aren't afraid to, to post and, you know, just are just okay with, uh, you know, just being themselves. Yeah. Uh, it's very good to hear, dude. You know, not everyone's gonna like you, and uh, you know, it gives a fuck. At the end of the day, it's just like, and the, as 
sad as it sounds it's like you die and you're forgotten and like no one even remembers half of that shit anyway you know no one doesn't it's just like i i'd rather just there's another thing too it's like i'd rather just not let people know what i'm up to because i don't feel the need to share share what i'm up to you know or Mm -hmm. you kind of just you want to you want to be left alone and like um but yeah there's like this a lot of people want validation you know a lot of people want validation and it's kind of embarrassing sometimes for people so i feel like they just delete it you know it's hard yeah i'm on that same tip where uh at at this stage of my life i'm not uh super about like posting every little thing that i do on social media Uh, like the before the pandemic the the majority of my instagram was just stuff of me like at disneyland because like you know i I just think that's just so cool and i i love being there and i always had fun posting that stuff and and then also you know um use it as a platform to promote the podcast and then you know disneyland closes and it's just like yeah like i'm just gonna you know still post about the podcast and like things here and there but it's not important for me to share my whole life with the world on the internet it's like you know i'll share things here and there but if people actually care or um you know or if people need to know i'm pretty sure like they would already know because there would be (laughs) they would actually be involved in my life and i would you know be telling you on a personal level exactly Uh, yeah so it's just like um like it's fun to to be able to kind of you know see things from people here and there to kind of get that little update but it's just like i don't um expect and um and i don't um you know do every little thing or i i don't post every little thing on the internet because to 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 me i do enjoy more of the privacy now versus back when i was younger when i wanted to share everything like hey i'm gonna be at the mall at this time if you're there like let's meet up and now it's just like (laughs) now it's just like if i go to the mall please i hope i don't see anybody let me just go do what i need to do and just leave just fucking go home like yeah it's hard man you just get old you're just like ugh, i don't have the energy to like talk to, you know like at the mall like i'll show you dude but yeah you don't have to share everything yeah because you know family members on facebook and shit that's a different story like oh, they want to share everything. yeah i i'm obviously I, i'm friends with my mom on facebook and she she's so proud of her her rose garden so she's always posting these like terrible photos of yes. her, her roses and i'm just like thinking like okay i'm sure like her and like all of her friends her age uh you know and her co-workers are you know you know so stoked to see these posts but then i, I just laugh i'm just like wow like that's just like what's the point but i'm like all right if that makes my mom happy she wants to share her roses that she grew that's fine yeah it's it's a it's weird it's like it's it's weird when uh older like people catch on to it and they know how to use the internet and can just uh use that because they're like damn like i really want somebody to see how like you know i want somebody to be proud of me or like i want you know i feel proud about this like i want to share this you know you know i feel like older people don't really get that you know they just grow up and they they grow with the lessons of life i guess so they don't really need it but that's cool like when i mean like when parents like share like memes like goofy memes like don't make any sense or some shit like mm-hmm. it's like all right you're better off just not using the internet yeah and i was like who taught but, you how to use this yeah who had told you how to fucking use this dude like that's cool there are roses man yeah oh yeah yeah and uh 
like growing up she would always like my mom would wake up like me and my sister on the weekends to like take photos like out with the plants and stuff and i was so grumpy because you know I, I was a kid we just got through the school week and i'm like the last thing i want to do is wake up early i want to sleep in i want to be lazy i don't want to do anything so like I, I would throw like the the, the biggest fit but it was nice because you know we have like all these photos of us like when we were kids and then there's like this weird period where i was like a teenager where there's like like barely any photos because i was so rebellious i was you know just getting to, to go to shows and i was just like i don't want to do anything with the family because uh i'm too cool you know but then now yeah. now it's just like I'm, I'm a little bit older and i feel like i kind of i don't know if i got it from my mom or what but now it's just like i want to like you know uh take so many more photos now um of like you know me and my friends and just be able to document uh you know this part of my life because i feel like there's like this weird chunk that just is kind of like missing because nobody has photos and there's you know all we have are just these weird memories so it's just like all right cool i, I gotta do a better job now and it makes sense i'm like, all right cool like i didn't understand it when i was younger that you know my mom just wanted us to look cool and have these memories of us um later on in life um so now it's like okay, cool like i, I kind of get it and it, it, to me it, it is important to document like you know um, certain parts of your life it all comes full circle man it does it's like uh all those things that you're just like no i don't want to take a fucking picture with my family and now you're like trying to cherish the time because you see that your parents are getting older and like yeah my dad just bought a motorcycle and like i got i had to get a video of him when he started it for the first time and like his smile that i haven't seen in a long time like came upon his face and i was just like that's the stuff i live for you know mm -hmm. that's the that's the shit that you grow old to appreciate i guess you know it's even it's so crazy now too that you can just take your phone and take a picture to where it's like it's it's like less motivating to use your iphone to take a picture but if you had like an actual film camera it like motivates you to take it and that's why so many people back then in the 90s too and shit were really into just polaroids and film um i feel like that's why there's so much a collection of like childhood photos from everybody you know mm -hmm yeah it's a trip now how how easy it is and how like how like, you know a lot of people just have these really nice cameras and uh and uh, like most of the time we're just like documenting like dumb shit <laughs> like, yeah yeah go, go on like uh lights on the street and shit like. yeah holy crap you know, I, I used to be so obsessed with uh going to like world star hip-hop and just uh, looking forward to like fight compilations and stuff but then <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. Um, and then I got to this point where I'm just like, all right, this is just like, like, I, like, I, I see, just watch so many knockouts. And I'm just like, that's not healthy. Like, you know, those dudes are getting brain damage, and it's yeah. probably not even worth what they're fighting over. So it's just like, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna stop watching this. And then, um, and the the, the website, I, I'm not sure what happened if like you know whoever was running it, but it, it just seemed like the quality and their content just kind of dipped. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is a nice time to kind of just bow out and you know direct my attention somewhere else. Do fucking world star hip hop. Remember uh, Kimbo Slice? Remember he was on there. Yeah, backyard like backyard fights and shit. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, my brother was really into that stuff, like mm -hmm. gore and like oh, no, cartel killings and shit. Like, uh, what's that? Live leak? Yeah, live leak. Like, yeah. Just I, I remember freshman year. Uh, I was at a buddy's house, and he's like, "Oh, like you got to check out this video that just got uploaded. Like, this dude gets his head like legit cut off." And me being mm -hmm. like, you know, like a young kid, I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I could like watch that. It's, it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. 
And I, I remember watching it and like, I was so sick to my stomach and I was like, yeah, like I don't like this kind of stuff. So I, I just kind of stay away from like those like kind of gory videos. Cause I, I don't get any pleasure in watching like that nasty stuff. And like, you know, it's, it's just too crazy. Yeah. Some people like live through it, you know, vicariously live through it. It's weird. There's like a, a release to it. I don't really understand it, but, uh, fucking God, dude. Dom's big on it. Dom loves that kind of shit. Oh, really? Yeah. He'll be like, he'll talk about stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, like, I can't watch that shit. But like each is to each his own, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, be, it, like it just doesn't phase some people. I'm just kind of just like, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're just built different, I guess. Yeah. Everyone's built different. And, uh, yeah, there's like some sort of release people get from it. And they've seen some gnarly shit. And I never want to like see it again, you know, and never want to see it again. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, there was a website called rotten.com. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that's still around that and ogreish, like just freak accidents and shit. Like, oh yeah, this is, I mean, that's real life, dude. That's. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is a lot of that stuff looked so fake because it was so real. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shit you see in the horror movies. Not even, no, not even horror movies. Like, it's beyond that. Uh, yeah, just guts ripped out and stuff. <laughs> it's fucking sick. So, I uh, talked to a lot of people from your area, and everybody always likes to rep uh, Little Goat Coffee. And mm-hmm. I, I saw that you worked on that logo for them. Uh, I, I was just curious how that went down. Uh, the recent one I posted? Yeah. Uh, Rwanda. Yeah, that's uh, one of the newer coffees. Little Goat just got in. Um, every once in a while, we'll get like a new bean in. And, uh, you know, my friend Olivia, she'll hit me up and um, she'll be like, hey, you know, I got a new bean coming in. Can you design like something new? I'm like, yeah, sure. And, you know, it takes me like a week or two, even a month, you know, and uh so yeah i try to do something a little different and reminiscent of like the tasting notes to it so you know if there's like a certain note that resembles a color i will use that you know and like rwanda was supposed to be kind of like peachy um and i forget the notes on this one but it's almost like i just had it i tasted it it's pretty like it tastes almost like a tea to me you know like a peachy black tea Coffee, the coffee world's crazy, dude. Like, I didn't really appreciate um, the kind of like the culture and the the farming that goes behind it until I started working at Little Goat, and it's it's uh it's precious, man. It's like a it's a fucking it's a fruit, you know, and it's it, it, people grow it in all types of cert, like different ways and um, they come from all over the world and some are some are darker some are lighter funkier like uh but yeah like i you know i've, I've done a lot of work for for a little goat for a while and uh and you know I probably there's probably at least like uh, i'm probably wrong about this but maybe 10 to 12 different beans of, of drone stickers for so mm-hmm. and on the side of that, I'm just like doing production with them as well. So we have uh, household like accounts, like grocery stores that want our coffee, restaurants, other stuff. So 
you know, every Tuesday and Wednesday we bag all the orders that come in, we bag the coffee up. It takes about, you know, five to six hours a day to fill the stuff up and it's getting better and better. It's getting more popular. So yeah, little goods to shit. It's uh, it's not just a coffee shop. It is a, a, a very, it's just a place for community to come together. And that's why little goat thrives so well is because they just, it's a place they can depend on and go to and meet people and, um, and, you know, coffee is just the staple of it. You know, if coffee brings people together, it's, it's like a, uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know. I'm stupid. <laughs> it's just something that brings people together. So, yeah. So you're like really into uh, drinking coffee? Yeah. Every once in a while, you know, I just like a couple black, you know, I don't go, outside of that i just i want to know like what it's about what it tastes like you know and just that that cup that kind of like brings you together in the morning and it's uh it's kind of like sacred to me a little bit you know i sit in my car and i just uh i chill with it i sit on it you know that's That's awesome there's a yeah coffee's cool man when i was younger i just fuck coffee now it's different yeah no same here there's a so i go to this um outdoor mall and hopefully uh nobody goes there after they hear about this because i don't want people uh you know going there and recognizing me and uh you know crowding my space but there's this outdoor mall that i go to uh, for you know shopping for my k-pop records and stuff but on the Mm. third floor there's this awesome coffee shop it's like I'm, i'm pretty sure it's locally owned um and they just have this banana latte and i i've drank it so oh, many like, I've, I've drank it so many times that it doesn't taste like banana latte to me it just tastes just like good coffee um and mm-hmm. i actually had to bring um my buddy uh, nick with me there the other day just to uh, kind of do like a little experiment because i'm like okay you have to drink this coffee and tell me if it tastes like banana or not because for me it doesn't taste like banana because i've had it you know so often you know a couple times a week i'll, I'll drive up there and uh, you know get one um and it's just it's like my favorite thing it's like I, i've never gone out of my way to get coffee like this ever in my life. So I, I just like love it so much. Is it, a, it's a lot. You said it's a latte. Yeah. That's like an ice latte or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, for, for some reason, this is the only latte that they serve that um, it's only iced. Like they don't serve it. Hot. Okay. Is it like the sweetener that is it a syrup that makes it banana or is it like the coffee that actually tastes like banana? I have no or idea. People wouldn't really know. I wouldn't really know. I, I just let them do their yeah. job, and I just kind of just hang yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Maybe I, I should. Yeah, uh, uh, next time I go, in, I should ask if I can watch the the the, the process. Yeah, it's it's satisfying. It's um, it's a good it's a good routine in the morning. You know. Yeah, it, it drives the world. That's crazy. It, 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 it's funny because it, one of the guys that works there, he 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 recognizes me and he calls me by the wrong name every time. But I don't correct him because I, I just think it's so funny to me. I'm just like, all right, this guy's gonna he 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 doesn't know me. He calls me the wrong name every time I come in. Like the, it's the, the the same wrong name. But I'm like, you know what? He makes a great coffee, so I'm just let him do his thing. I don't want to mess up, you know, what we have here because I don't want to correct him and make him feel weird. Uh, so I'm just going to let him keep doing his thing. I'm going to, you know, keep paying and just, you know, get this service. It's great. So I, I love it. What does he call you? He's, he's, it, 
It's not Jamie is not a hard name to forget. It's like, so my name is Jamie, but he calls me Jaime, and I'm just like, like that's not really? yeah. So I'm just like, all right, do your thing, because because uh, he asked me my, my name one time, because uh, you know uh, he's like, oh dude, like I, I see you in here all the time. Like, what's your name? Like, what's up? And like you know, I properly introduced myself, and uh, he did the same. But yeah, for some reason, he just calls me that instead of Jamie. But it's like, do your thing, man. I'm not yeah. offended. I, I just enjoy the coffee. That's sick, though. Banana latte. You gotta check that out, huh? Dude. Ever go back out there again? All right. Here the knife plays Orange County. We're getting banana lattes. Yeah, dude. Let's do it, man. I wanna, uh, I hope you play a program. That would be insane. Program. Is program in Ocean City? Or Ocean City. Wow. Orange County? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but uh, program's in uh, Fullerton. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah ocean city is a beach down here it's so weird i don't know why the fuck is with that uh, yeah orange county yeah all right that would be sick that'd be crazy yeah. i because uh, obviously like uh i i look at you guys and I, I've, I've only seen you guys in like uh you know probably like the smallest place i saw you guys was like chain but still that's not that small yeah smaller the better you know like i love that shit is more intimate mm-hmm but, you know, as your band grows, you got to do bigger things. And, like, uh, it's good to see that chain is still still around, dude. Yeah, they they had a, a little, like, pop-up thing over the, the weekend. They had some vendors, and they opened up the venue for people to walk around in. So, it's uh, thankfully, it's still around because that's, like, a legendary venue. And, uh, you know, a lot of people out here have a lot of memories. And, you know, even people from all over the world you know respect that venue so i'm I'm happy that it's you know survived because there's like a, a lot of places that you know had to close their doors yeah and that got i feel like that got so many people in the shows and like music too you know and shane is legendary dude but i definitely want to see what programs about just skate skate shops and shit like that's the coolest thing to me <laughs> that is <laughs> so cool yeah, now I'm thinking because yeah, there have been like big bands like Tino you know, Terrors played there. Uh, I think one of the craziest shows that I've seen there was like uh, uh, Turnstile played like a like a quote unquote secret show there, which was pretty pretty wild. Um, Did you go to that one? Yeah, yeah, because uh, th- that that was when they're on like their nonstop feeling run. So they they did like uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the route. They did Chain, L.A the secret show programmed and then, then san diego and that was like w- like i went to like all those states because i was just like in love with that record yeah what's the newest one they did uh, uh well they, they did that remix record for like uh, but it was like time and space okay yeah yeah man they're playing uh they're playing delaware at uh firefly fest i don't know if you know about that but it's like mm-hmm. one of those fests that's as big as like uh I don't know any big like major label artist best like fucking Bonnaroo or uh oh really yeah Firefly is like a pretty big well-known fest in the country but it's in Delaware it's so funny um but yeah Turnstile's playing it and then I don't know any other more of the bands on it besides like the headliners like Billie Eilish Killers mm-hmm. Meg The Stallion's playing it you know uh taking back sunday's playing it too Um, classic band yeah yeah so yeah i I feel like they they do well in that setting i I actually got to see turnstile when they played coachella fest and yeah so it's like that 
it's yeah. like Coachella. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they had a good reaction. So I, uh, you know, feel like they have a you know a good sound, and you know, a lot of kids are into them. Like they're, they're one of those bands that kind of, um, like like that bigger hardcore band that kind of like broke out. And so now they're like in like this like weird space where like they're like this giant hardcore band, but then now they're like like. I feel like a lot of their newer fans are just like, uh, you know, from outside the scene, which is interesting and cool. Mm -hmm. It should though, man, they should, they should expose, expose as many, as many kids as they can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause who they are, and especially coming from Baltimore, dude, or even like DC, but I'm pretty sure most of them are, are Baltimore based. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't see many bands come out from there, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like bands like that are, uh, we don't get those very often like a band like that that could captivate like you know like our whole scene but then rise and kind of break out and do um, you know different gigs different shows and succeed in those or excuse me succeed in those areas as well uh, mm -hmm. so so I, I feel like we gotta uh, appreciate bands like that while they're around because uh, I know there's times where like you know like a band will get to a certain point where it's cool not to like them anymore because maybe they are trying something different or maybe they are playing these different types of shows. But, um, you know, it's kind of whack to just turn your back on them once they get to like, you know, like probably a, a place that they've been wanting to get to like their whole, like, you know, time being in that band. Yeah. I mean, bands evolve, dude, people get older and you can't just keep doing the same shit. Otherwise you're not going <laughs> to, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like you keep playing the same, you keep putting out the same shit that you've always done and people get bored with it or you try something new. People aren't comfortable with it. And, you know, you can't really find a happy medium to it. Like, I don't know. It's just, people are going to fucking nitpick everything. So, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't even know that fest was going. I, I yeah, I, I got to look into that fest because I I've never even heard of that. But that's pretty interesting that you, you have something big like that going out in your area. Yeah, check it out. It's uh, I, I'm in like northern Delaware, but it's it's in Dover, which is pretty much the center. Mm -hmm. It's the center of Delaware, and it's uh, it's like 45 minutes down south. But they've been doing it for years, dude. And I think one of the last couple of years that it had flooded in like tents. <laughs> tents were like floating down the floor or some shit. That's crazy. crazy. One dude was like on angel dust and was like fighting bouncers and security guards and they were tasing him and he just wouldn't go down like fucking nuts, man. Just on this crazy. Festivals are crazy. crazy yeah, rampage. festivals are crazy. Yeah. The, to me, they're fun every once in a while, but it's not something I like crave. Yeah, people want that other you know people want that experience of like camping as well and that's what this is okay you know you get the camp but like it's uh dude it's it's a lot man you better bring a lot of water with you because it's just you get baked in the sun all day fucking crazy yeah luckily when i went to coachella fest i was fortunate enough to, um because i grew up um in like near where the fest happens like it, it happens in the city of indio i grew in like the next city over so India, okay. yeah so I, I have like you know my, my parents still live out there uh and when i went i, I was just saying with a buddy who lived within walking distance of the uh, of the fest so uh we never had a, a desire to like camp out or anything it's just like you know we would go see who we wanted to see and just you know be able to walk back to where he lived which was nice and convenient because 
if you didn't shuttle in or if you drove in and you're trying to get out, it's it's a nightmare. Did you did you guys like sneak in at all? Did you get to get sneak in? Uh, you know, I was never cool enough or brave enough to to sneak in because uh, back in the day it was it was so easy to sneak in because uh, it's like this um, it's like held on these like polo grounds and like it's like this giant square block right and back then they didn't uh have like super tight security so people would go crazy and like you know run through these like you know these giant hedges just to get onto the property then they'd be like hiding behind cars or um people would just bum rush the actual like front gates just like mobs of people and they're like all right they can't catch all of us so some of us will get through so it, it was like way easier but back in those early days i would just buy tickets from scalpers because like they used to sell like day tickets uh like day of for like you know 30 to 60 bucks versus like now you, you want to get a, a a ticket to coachella fest it's like 400 bucks and and now yeah. yeah and now you can't even be within a mile of the venue unless you have like your special bracelet because like they have like these checkpoints now where they they will, um, you know, scan your, your your ticket to make sure you're like supposed to be there. Of course. Yeah, because it's obviously gotten like yeah. way more popular over the years, and uh, like you know, the, the, like all like you know, it's like cool for the famous people to fly out and go there. So there's like so many famous people, so it's like way more like guarded. Yeah, they want they're gonna try to just get as much money as they can out of people, you know. Especially Coachella. Coachella feels like the biggest one in the country, dude. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and it, it was like strange just seeing so many famous people, uh, you know, just kind of just, uh, just just walking around, just being normal. But 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 I was way more stoked to see uh, Turnstile than every other band that I saw, and every other like rapper that I saw that night or that weekend, because yeah. it was just cool to see like because I was at Turnstile's first like Southern California show. So to, to, to be there to see them in Pomona and then to be able to see them, you know, grow and finally get to like, you know, a, to play a big festival like Coachella, it was just like kind of mind blowing. That's, that's crazy. You remember that dude. I think, uh, I can't remember the first, one of the first times I ever saw Turnstile, but, uh, I remember seeing like TY all the time, you know, man, that, I feel like that band could have been like like on that kind of level like Turnstile if they wanted to because because I feel like right. yeah because I feel like at a certain point that they were like the biggest band in hardcore uh, you know touring the world playing all sorts of awesome shows and writing good music um, but I you know obviously they have the reasons I don't know what they are but uh, you know the band just kind of uh, is on pause or hiatus or whatever I have no idea but yeah and uh I don't know. I think they just broke up. But I, I feel like they could have did the same thing, kind of like what Biohazard did. You know, Biohazard always escaped into like into the metal world, but that was a different time. You know, it's like when MTV was like more accepting. Um, just shit was popular. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and it, it, it makes me wonder because I know. Uh, from like a lot of the people that I talked to, they weren't a fan of the last record, uh, w- which I was like, um, I liked it, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased because I'm just like a lifelong like Ty fan. Uh, so uh, the one with the cherry on it, like the person fighting the cherry. What was that? Yeah. Um, why am I drawing a blank on the name? It has to do with like heat or heat wave, heat wave, right? 
Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, which they're just like, you know, it's just all like a lot of controversy. People are like don't complaining about like the length of the record or they're comparing it to um, Angel Dust. And I'm just like, I don't know. I think. The, yeah, I know. yeah. People are always going to say some shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. Whatever. I, yeah it just blows my mind but but like i said i always just try to um like these bands that i'm into that i like i i just try to uh, appreciate them while they're around so when they do go away i don't feel that bad because it's just like like it sucks but you know at least i got to um you know show them love uh you know when they're around and you know uh, and me being just a like a, a fan of the band like you know that, that's all i can do like you know the, if, if they choose to to give it up break up do, move on to do, do different stuff um, you know, like, cool. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next. You know? Yeah. Life goes on, dude. Yeah. Life goes on. Yeah. To, to, to keep it together for that long and to, to just, you know, write that kind of music successfully, you know, it's, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's a little more rare. Um, yeah, especially those dudes, like they're like actually musicians, you know? Ty, like they were like really creative shit. Yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to have on the guitar player Sam Trapkin, who I'm like a huge fan of. Uh, yeah, I listened to a little bit of that one, dude. I was at work. Yeah, um, yeah. that's cool. You got him on there. I, I was honestly, I was surprised that he was, uh, he was down to do it. Um, obviously, uh, we I had to reach out through um, some mutual channels. Uh, but yeah, he was a super nice dude. Uh, couldn't have been, uh, you know, more down to do it and, you know, uh, easy process. Uh, that was one of my more favorite ones just because like I said, I, I, I'm, you know, a fan of TUI. So to, to be able to pick his brain, it, it was something special for me. Yeah. Have you talked to justice at all or not? Uh, no, I, I, I've not. You'd probably be good to talk to try him out. Yeah. We'll put it out there. I, I I'd be interested in uh, speaking to him. Cause obviously he's, uh, you know, played in a bunch of cool bands uh and he you know was the singer trapped in her eyes angel dust you know which i i, I think is a great band uh, so yeah maybe i'll uh you know ask around see what we can work out yeah yeah that'd be tight yeah but Tyler, this has been super awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm so like happy that you're down to do the podcast because, um, you know, obviously, uh, we do follow each other on social media, but it's just nice to sit down and be able to talk to you for you know a lengthy time and you know just to catch up and hear what you're up to. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, I think it'd be different in person. You know, it's uh, it's hard to be on the phone sometimes and like. Mm-hmm. It just actual human interaction is like a better a better way of you know doing it so you know and, and as much as i can do this and you know just shoot the shit with you and like be a part of this dude the better you know yeah well we well i say we but i mean me i i love having you on the podcast like i said uh you know uh enjoy the, the bands that you're in uh and, and enjoy following you on uh instagram seeing your art so uh you're always welcome on the podcast and i uh, you'll definitely have you back on in in the future at some point sorry dude you broke up a little there <laughs> oh no no it's not fine I'm, i i just said uh you know a uh, fan of your band um enjoy your instagram enjoy your art and uh we'll definitely uh, uh, be down to have you on in the future okay where are you well yeah just let me know, man, and take care of yourself. And I hope to see you soon, dude. Um, 
I just appreciate you bringing me on and talking about life and, you know, so, yeah. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back soon.